Good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. Thank you for joining us. This morning, we have a repeat offender. We have Sherry McKinney, the Regional Director of Communications with the American Red Cross. Thank you for coming back. Oh, thanks so much. I'm proud to be your repeat offender. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd think you would have learned your lesson. No, no, you're such a gracious host. Well, we always have a lot of fun and get a lot of information out to people. So that's the important thing. So where do we start? We have a lot of information to share about the American Red Cross and about the things that are going on in our community right now that the Red Cross is involved with. Where should we start? I think it's important to start with our, our mission with blood donation. We're very excited. We're opening a brand new donation center over in Brentwood because we see the need is there for more places to be able to have folks to donate. Mm-hmm. And this is right beside of the Costco in Brentwood, if you know where I'm talking about. Okay. And it's a great brand new high tech facility. We're really proud of it. It's going to be great. What are the differences in building a new facility now and maybe a facility that's been built 20 or 30 years ago? Are there specific changes to make things streamlined and easier? Well, honestly, the Red Cross has stayed up to date with all of the requirements that we have when it comes to blood donation. But this is state of the art. This place is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story. This used to be Tanya Tucker's hair salon. <laughs> nice. Really. And and so now it's a blood donation center. So there's always going to be a story with it that, you know, this was where Tanya Tucker got her hair did and all. <laughs> but um, we're very excited because it's giving the opportunity to the community to give more platelets. Now, while we will also be collecting red blood yeah. at this facility, which is what a majority of people do, this is our opportunity to collect more platelets. And platelets are used by people who are having chemotherapy, for example, mm-hmm. to be able to fight that disease. So how are platelets different from the red blood? Well, platelets are white blood cells. They're there to help you with your immunity. Are they universal? No. Are they still typed? They're still typed. You still have to make sure you know your blood type or either let Red Cross find out for you. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, it is still, you still have to be typed. Uh, Again, though, let me stress, if you are O negative and you are hearing my voice, Mm -hmm. I would encourage you highly highly to contact the Red Cross to make an appointment. You can go to redcrossblood.org. You can call 1-800-RED-CROSS, or you can even sign up on your smartphone through our blood donation app. Yes, I've downloaded that. Oh, and it's wonderful. The app is tremendous because not only does it tell you, oh, here are the donation sites where you can go donate, but it also tells you your blood type. It tells you how many times you've donated and where. And the coolest part, I think, is that it tells you where that donation went to, that hospital that it went to to help that patient. And, you know, it is the season of giving. Honestly, it's the best gift you can give. It's the gift of life. You're going to gift another human being a chance at life. You're going to gift their family time with them during the holidays. Another Christmas, possibly. Oh, just such a wonderful, easy way to give back in your community. There are lots of locations, lots of places where we can stop and give red blood or platelets, um, and we can find those on the app as well. That's right. You can find them on the app or online. Again, redcrossblood.org. So easy. You put in your zip code and you get all these blood drives and locations that pop up where you can make your appointments. Seems like the last time I gave blood was a lot quicker in and out than in like years and years ago. So things have been done to streamline the process. It has. And honestly, the app is part of that. And and it's helped because what you can do on the app is fill out your rapid pass, which mm-hmm. are all those questions that you get prior to yeah. donating to make sure that you're able to donate. 
And the Rapid Pass has those questions on there. So all you do is fill it out before you arrive and they scan it and you're through one whole step. You're yeah. a step closer. Uh, of course, we still do the screenings before with your blood pressure, checking your iron mm-hmm. levels, checking your weight, things like that to make sure that you're able to give and you're healthy enough to give. That's okay. very important. And your weight, meaning you have to weigh a certain amount. You, not- have, to weigh a, you have to weigh less than I do and more than I do. <laughs> I believe I believe the weight restraint is around 115 pounds. I'd Uh, have to check on that. You got to weigh at least that much. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's my right leg. I'm not sure. (laughs) Most of us are going to be okay with that. Yeah. Is the need for blood, red blood and platelets and all of that, is it more during the holidays? Is it more during the winter months? When is the greatest need? You know, I think what we need to remember is blood donation is year-round, but we do see ebb and flows. Um, Right now in the winter season, especially around the holidays, not as many people have the time to give. Or, unfortunately, with what we're dealing with currently, the flu. A lot of people have had the flu. A lot of people have respiratory issues in the winter time, so they're unable to give because they're not healthy enough to give. Oh, wow. So what we're asking is if you're healthy, and you are eligible to donate blood, please do so. You know, just just contact your local Red Cross and see how you can give. So easy and so needed, especially in the wintertime. Okay. And the American Red Cross doesn't just deal with blood donations. They also deal with helping people in times of disaster and trying to get people prepared as we head into disaster awareness season, basically. Yes, and you know... We just wrapped up hurricane season. Can I tell you as a Red Crosser how good that makes me feel to be able to say that? Because this year's hurricane season is a multi-million dollar recovery effort by the American Red Cross. I cannot stress enough how much money we have had to spend just to be able to help these folks, especially down in Florida. I myself was actually deployed to Hurricane Ian I I can't begin to explain how severe the damage is down there and how long it will take these people to recover from that. We're talking years. It's not going to be months. It's going to be years before Fort Myers area is even remotely back to normal. Sanibel Island, same, if at all. Wow. Most devastating thing I've ever seen. But that's what the Red Cross does. Whenever it's the worst of conditions, you're going to see these Red Cross volunteers and Mm -hmm all these Red Cross vests coming in and helping to feed, to shelter, to counsel people. You know, we have people who are mental health counselors who volunteer with us and go to these disasters to help folks through a very traumatic situation. Mm -hmm. You'll see healthcare officials there with us as volunteers helping replace prescriptions and eyeglasses. Oh, my gosh. So there's a bevy of lists that happen during a disaster. But I want to take it back for your listeners that it's not just huge, huge operations like Hurricane Ian, okay? It's those daily operations. The number one disaster the American Red Cross responds to are home fires. Whoa. And this is home fire season. Wow. And, yeah, more than any disaster ever Home fires are a daily, multiple time across the nation problem that we have. So as part of our outreach as American Red Cross, we provide free of charge smoke detectors for homes. All you have to do is contact your local chapter of the American Red Cross. Uh, Of course, here in Nashville, it is the Nashville chapter on Charlotte Avenue. 
And you can make appointments for our volunteers and our staff, our disaster responder staff, to come out and view your your dwelling and see if you have enough smoke detectors, if you have smoke detectors that are current. And if you don't and you need more, we install up to five smoke detectors in a home for free. Wow. That is part of our mission is to see a decline and to save lives from home fires. Um, And these smoke detectors are pretty amazing. Uh, They are a 10-year guaranteed working smoke detector, and you don't have to replace the battery because it's built in. And that's one of the issues that a lot of people have. When that battery starts beeping, they knock it down or take it out and then... And say, oh, I'll replace it later. And you forget. Yeah, yeah. Are most fires in the winter, it seems like I heard, or perhaps we've talked about it, that they're overnight, the fires that people can't get out of because they're sleeping and maybe they don't have a smoke detector? Yes, you know, many people see fires happen at night or either when they're away from home. We've Mm. seen a lot of fires happen when they're away from home. People leave their washer or dryer going while they're at work. You know, if I can say one thing, stop your washer and dryer before you leave. Stop it. Because electrical fires do happen. Yeah. Overnight, we do see an increase of fires. And that's why it is so critically important to have those smoke detectors in the home so that you can awake and so you can get out of your home in less than two minutes. That's all you've got. Statistics show you have two minutes to successfully get out of a home and survive a home fire. Whoa. Because then what happens? You the smoke fills self- the home and or flames and that's it. You need to have a plan. That's another thing we encourage people, besides just the smoke detectors, have a plan with your family. Figure out where all the exits are. Teach your children to touch the, their their back of their hand up against the, the door of their bedroom to see if it's hot. If it's hot, that means there's flames there. Also, let them know where else they can escape a home fire if they can't get through that door. Yeah. Uh, We highly encourage having emergency escape ladders. If you have a two-story dwelling that Mm -hmm. you live in, have escape ladders that can easily hook over windows and be uh, let down so that folks can get out that way. Wow. I cannot begin to stress enough, plan, plan, plan. And then also have a place to meet once you are out of your home. We often suggest meet by the mailbox, right? Yeah. That's the great place to meet all the family, and that way you know who's who's out. Right. And that everyone is safe, and hopefully everyone is safe. And nobody runs back in thinking, oh, my child is in there. Yeah, never, ever run back in. Never. And unfortunately, many times we see a lot of people lose their lives because they've run back in for pets. Mm -hmm. I know pets are like family. I have have many many fur babies. Mm -hmm. However, you've got to think about your family and your, your safety first. Yeah. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking with Sherry McKinney, the Regional Director of Communications with the American Red Cross, and we've gone from uh, the needs for red blood and platelet donations to uh, home safety, including fire safety and preparedness. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put some information, uh, don't forget, on our Focus webpage so you can Click those links and get more information about getting free smoke detectors. And also you can go to redcrossblood.org and get more specifics there. Yes, redcrossblood.org for blood donation, redcross.org for everything else that we do. Okay, good, good, good. I like that you mentioned, Sherry, the fact that washers and dryers can be sources of fires. A lot of people click those things and they're going to go run errands and come back and we should have just stopped them. 
do we need to unplug everything in the house? Do we need to do all of that? Does that does that matter? Is it mainly keeping things running while we're gone? It's the it's the running while you're gone. Also, I will say too, it is it is the holidays and people have trees. Let's talk about that. You know, when you have a Christmas tree, a live tree, or even an artificial tree, those lights could spark. Mm-hmm. When you leave your home, turn your lights off of your trees. Make sure if you have a live tree that it always has water in it. Replenish the water daily. Those trees take a lot of water, right? a whole lot of water. And I know it sometimes is a hassle to refill the the tree stand, but it's critically important that you keep it, keep it moist. Yeah, because it's just tender. Yes, it is. It's dry. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, also safety during the winter months and, and during this holiday season. Some people I've heard of have kept their ovens on and cracked a bit to heat their homes. Yeah. I mean, times are tough, right? Yeah. That is very unsafe. And, and we've seen lots of home fires caused from just n- not using smart homeowner safety tips like don't heat your home with a kerosene heater inside the home don't heat your home with the oven door open you're just asking for trouble so there are so many safety tips Mm -hmm. online at redcross.org okay that your folks can find about home fires and i highly encourage them to look at it look at it with their whole family discuss it make a plan Mm -hmm. candles Candles are, are horrible, horrible, but I, all of us love candles. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think we're all now into candle scents. Yeah. Um, however, do not leave a candle unattended. Do not leave a candle unattended, especially if you have little ones running around. You might knock it over. Exactly. And the uh, fire begins from there. I have learned to not even leave a candle burning in another room while I'm like running around the house, doing things around the house. Keep it in the room where I am. So I can see it. Yeah. I've really gone to the battery operated candles because they have some really cute ones. Yeah. But then also cooking. There's so much cooking this time of year. Yes. That I heard a tip from a fire chief years ago and it stuck with me. He said, if you're cooking, he said, first of all, and somebody knocks on the door, rings the bell, you got to go take care of the kids. He said, if you can just turn everything off. He said, but take the spoon or the spatula with you. He said, because so many fires start when you step away from the stove. And you forget. You forget it's even on and you go back and you've got flames in the kitchen. And, you know, that's the other thing that we do have with Red Cross is we do have a lot of safety, preventative, not only suggestions, but items that you can purchase through the Red Cross that are regulated, like fire extinguishers that you can purchase for to keep in your kitchen. Do you have a fire extinguisher in your kitchen? No, ma'am. You should. Everyone should have a fire extinguisher close to them in the kitchen near their stove or oven. Yeah. Um, because grease fires happen. And if mm-hmm. you've ever seen a grease fire, it is a scary thing. Yeah. It, it, it can start and go really fast. It's like an explosion. It is. It yeah. truly is. So we highly suggest that you have a fire extinguisher handy near in the kitchen. Let your family know where it is. Let them know what it's for educate your children you know they need to know how to use items like this yeah and i will tell you that's the other thing that i think is really impressive is some of the outreach that we do with children we've seen has saved lives over and over and over again because those kids knew enough through the training that they either received through red cross at school or either through their parents through red cross that they were able to react And save lives in their family. So I highly encourage this to be an open conversation with the entire family. Yeah. Fire safety, 
safety around the house overall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking with Sherry McKinney, the regional director of communications at the American Red Cross. What else do we need to look at as far as keeping ourselves safe around the home? We've got a disaster. What is it called? It's an emergency preparedness kit, a starter emergency preparedness kit from the American Red Cross. So what does that mean? That is a kit that, honestly, you should have an emergency kit in your home for just about everything. you got to think, if the power goes out, how will I stay warm? There's a, there's a warm blanket in there. Oh, okay. A thermal blanket. Yes. Uh, if there's no water for a few days, will I have enough water? We often encourage people to have enough emergency supplies on hand to at least be able to survive for three days. Yeah. And that includes water, and that includes canned goods, non-perishable food. That includes medicine. That includes having uh, hygiene products. There's hygiene products in this bag. Because, you know, part of your health is taking care of yourself and and making sure that you brush your teeth and wash your face and, you know, use soap, you Mm -hmm. know. So, and we also have, of course, antiseptic property things in there Mm -hmm. so you can make sure you don't get the germs and all that are going around so Mm -hmm. badly now more importantly this is a starter kit that we have here for your listeners and i want to encourage folks that if you if you go out online on red cross you can see all the items that are available in these kits Mm -hmm. but you should build from them it's a starter it's not the end-all be-all but keep it in your home let everyone know where it is mm-hmm. and know how to use the items in it. Like if you've got canned goods, you need to have a can opener. Yes. If you've got a dog, you need to have some dog food. Dog food, right. Gotta have a little bowl for the doggy to have their water in. Right, and a flashlight with batteries that work or a hand crank fa- flashlight, hand crank radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you know, make sure you can find out what's happening around you. Yeah, Okay. Uh, and this is the starter emergency preparedness kit. Mm-hmm. So you build on your own and you get the information at redcross.org. Redcross.org, easy one-stop shop. <laughs> and I'm telling you, for the holidays, is there anything better than purchasing something for your family that protects them? And they're, I could see that they might go, huh, thanks. Thanks. I, I would have liked that sweater, but thank you. Yes. Well, I, I can tell a personal story. My son got one of these for Christmas last year and he was away at college and and, um, you know, sure enough, cut his finger wide open, making oh. dinner one night. Well, he had his emergency kit and he was able to deal with it till he could get to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. But still, no, he, you know, he had it. Yes. And he was like, wow, that really came in handy, Mom. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I know I'm in the business of Red Cross. However, this does work. Um, there's a reason behind, there's a method to the madness, so <laughs> to speak, behind all this preparedness talk. And yeah. it's because we don't want to see people suffer. Yeah. And so that's part of our mission is to alleviate suffering. And that includes being prepared for disasters and for everyday emergencies. To alleviate suffering. Mm-hmm. That's our job, alleviate that, suffering. That's an incredible mission. It is. I will say this organization is one of the best organizations I have ever been blessed to work for. The mission is to help everyone, no matter who they are or where they're from. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is what true humanitarian work is about. Is there something that we can do to support the Red Cross? We make a donation on a Giving Tuesday. We make a donation on a specific time. Is there something we can do to help? Well, you know, we're always encouraging people to donate their time, talent, and treasures. Okay, so with time, and I want to stress, we talked a little bit about the home fires and Mm -hmm. how they happen overnight. 
there's a need for DAP volunteers who respond to those home fires. Can you imagine being that person out by your mailbox with barely any clothes on because you were asleep and it's freezing outside and the first person you see with a smiling face is that person who is a volunteer with Red Cross coming up and wrapping you up in a Red Cross blanket and telling you, we're going to be here, we're going to take care of you, we're going to help you through the next steps. Wow. It's a powerful position and it's a desperately needed volunteer position with American Red Cross. We have volunteer positions for everything, not just disaster responders. We even have administrative volunteers. We have volunteers who serve as blood ambassadors who greet people as they attend their their blood drives and get them checked in. Oh. I have communication volunteers, so you may be recruited after this. (laughs) Uh, Me and my big mouth. (laughs) There you go. So, um, you know, we're always looking for people who have that passion in their heart to serve their community and do the greater good as a volunteer. And and trust me, this year we have seen the power of volunteers. In Ian alone, we had more than 3,000 people respond to date as volunteers. What does it take to become a volunteer all you have to do is sign up, and, and that's simple enough, redcross.org forward slash volunteer, and you sign up there from that web page, and one of our volunteers or staff contacts you, and you go through kind of an interview process to see what you like and what you don't like, what you're good at, what you'd like to serve in. Uh, and then after that, once you're placed in a certain, um, certain mission area of the Red Cross, Then you go through training, and we train everybody for free. It's wonderful training. And uh, then we get you deployed. (laughs) If you're going to do disaster, we either deploy you to a disaster nationwide, or you could get sent as a a home fire um, DAT responder. You know, you could work casework for people, helping them file for their insurance claims Mm -hmm. and things like that. So there's something for everybody, really. There really is. Whether you've got an hour a week or whether you have 40 hours a week and are retired looking for something to do. We yeah. have that job. Time, of course, is part of that as well. And treasures, of course, you can always donate to the American Red Cross. That's simple. All you got to do is call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Mm-hmm. You can go to redcross.org. Or super easy, especially during the holidays, we all carry around our smartphones. Yeah. All you have to do is text the word Red Cross, one word, Red Cross, to 90999-90999, and that makes a automatic, easy $10 donation. And some people are like, wow, $10, what's that? $10 can provide multiple meals for someone in a shelter. $10 can provide a blanket for someone to sleep under in a shelter. Mm-hmm. can provide the necessary food items that folks need. So please keep in mind, there's no amount too small or too big. You know, if you're someone out there who really wants to give back in the community and make a huge difference, the Red Cross is a great opportunity for you. My husband and I are working on wills Mm -hmm. and working on what to do with anything that we've got left after our boy is taken care of. Mm -hmm. And then when he passes... That's what we want to do is we have several organizations such as the Red Cross that we want to go like, here's where we want this money to go now. Yes. Because we know it keeps paying it forward and paying it forward yes. and helping more and more people. It's a wonderful legacy to leave for anyone who is interested in doing that with their estate. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of folks in the Tennessee area who have designated Red Cross as part of their final plans. And it is definitely money well spent. 
What did you call it? A DAT, a DAT responder? Disaster action team. A DAT team member. Disaster action team. Yeah. Red Cross is awful for acronyms. Well, everybody <laughs> But I, I wanted to get that clear in my mind because it made me think of in my neighborhood, if someone had a house fire, mm-hmm. that I would want to be there mm-hmm. going like, it's going to be okay. But I understand the training. You said then you're going to get the training so yes. you don't go, man, that looks bad. Yeah. So you know what to say. You know what to say. You know how to handle the situation. You know the next steps that need yes. to happen for the family. And you can guide them from the worst day to beginning their life again for the future. I want to remind folks that, honestly, there's probably nothing worse than going through a natural disaster or a home fire. And, you know, God forbid you have someone who loses their life. I cannot fathom the pain that that family goes through. But knowing that there's an organization that you can lean heavy on and you can say, please help me. And they will say, sure, let's talk. Let's figure this out for you. That's what the Red Cross does. No matter. And you can say, please help me. I don't even know where to start. That's right. That's right. And that's what we often hear is, I have no idea where I, where to begin. All of my papers were in the home. I don't even know. You know, and so there's a lot of great resources that we have on the website that I want to encourage folks to just go out there and click around. Okay. The things that you can learn about what the Red Cross does, not just disaster, not just blood, not just home fires. You know, we're there serving our military families and men and women. We are providing preparedness classes for CPR, AED, which honestly, I think everyone should take a CPR class Mm -hmm. because you never know when that situation is going to happen. And the AED is the defibrillator? That's right. That's right. And and that's an easy class. It's a one-day class. One-day class, it could save a life for many days to come. So I think it's a great opportunity. And, And of course, you know, the Red Cross, we're there when most people are running away. So just oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this is horrible. This has happened. We got to get out of here. Yeah, because it's self-preservation. Yes, but the Red Cross is going forward into that. Yes, to help those who are affected by it. Yes, and I will tell you, I I I knew our mission very well, but whenever I was called to serve in Florida, because I was there pre-landfall, and I was one of the first people that wasn't military or law enforcement to go out to the island. Fort Myers, that's when I really saw the mission. That's when I really saw the impact that we have. And the fact that the Red Cross uh, emergency response vehicle was, and there were still people on the island. They tried to stay on that island, and there were some that survived. And when we saw that emergency response vehicle circling that island with food and people coming up who had not eaten for two days because there was no safe food in their homes anymore. Wow. It's a very powerful thing to see when you have someone who's hurting so bad, who's lost everything, and that's the only home they've known, and they need food, and we're there. Mm -hmm. It's so powerful and so moving and just really sealed the deal for me, so to speak, that I know that this organization is just really exceptional. As are you. Oh, bless your heart. Sherry McKinney, the Regional Director of Communications with the American Red Cross. Thank you so much for what you do. Well, thank you for having us. It's always a pleasure. And taking time to come do interviews like this to let people know what's available to them and then how we can help. Absolutely. We're going to post all the information on our Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week, please. I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus.